0: Welcome to Get Fresh with Michelle Gerasoli, a podcast that gives you fresh ideas for living your best life. Enjoy your conversations that center on the acronym FRESH. F is for food, R is for recreation, E is for experiences, S is for our sponsors, and every episode closes with an H, a happy story or memory. I hope you enjoy this little break in your day, listening to how others are living fresh, and I'd love to hear your ideas. Reach out through my website, freshrebellion.com. Welcome back to the Get Fresh podcast, or welcome if this is your first episode. This is Michelle Gerasoli, and today I'm very excited to bring you a special European episode. We take a trip to the south of France with Benjamin Blackett. Benjamin is a self-described transformation adventure leader, self-mastery coach by trade. He leads travel trips, uh, journeys to the south of France where he organizes all the lodging, all the food, all the experiences, as well as much opportunity to go deep with what it is that you're longing for in life so that's what he does for a living and he's kind of blended this great southern France experience which is on my bucket list so I was excited to talk to Benjamin he's just a warm happy guy he talks to us about these trips his paddle boarding and hiking adventures we talk a lot about French cuisine and what makes it so special we learn about his local and online group experiences of transcend dance, which is a, a form of movement medicine, he calls it, which is kind of cool. And he talks about how happiness is found in overcoming our fears, which is so true. So I hope you enjoy this episode with a fellow adventurer who I find very inspiring, and I hope you do as well. Let's go listen to Benjamin Blackett. Welcome, my friend, my friend, as you say, Benjamin Blackett. So happy to have you on the podcast today.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. It's an honor and a privilege to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. I really appreciate it.
0: I can think of no one better to be on this podcast because of uh, the topic of you know my my genre of podcast is leisure and travel and food and experiences, and you just embody all of those things. So I'm excited for this conversation. It's going to be a good one. me too (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll jump right in as we always do with the food category so fresh starts with f and f is for food and today we are going to talk about
1: some food in france why france because france is my favorite place and french cuisine is my favorite thing and i actually michelle was just listening to your uh your podcast that you did last week and uh I, I was really impressed with your local flavor to it. And, you know, one of the things about local is, you know, like here in Rhode Island, we have clam chowder and clam cakes and stuffed quahogs. And like, if you're here and you don't have the opportunity, haven't had the opportunity to avail yourself of that, like you should do that because regional stuff is really special.
0: Yeah.
1: Nothing got to let me know that more than being in France because France has very regional cuisine. Yes. And, you know, you
0: always uh, think of Italy as having like the place in Europe you go for the best food, but French cuisine is just rich and delicious and and you know, and, and healthy because it's it's all local, right?
1: Yes. All local and all you know, I don't know if there's something in the soil different there or what, like everything just tastes better there. I mean, I've, I've lived in France a couple of times and I'll tell you, it was one thing to get myself used to, as a matter of fact, the idea that when I moved to France, that there was going to be a culture shock. But when I came back to the United States after living there for a year, it was a much more shocking culture shock to try and eat here in the United States again because the food was so good.
0: In France, right. Yeah. Because yes, they've got the coastline, they've got the farmland, the vineyards, you know, it's just a almost like a back to basics there. They're fresh ingredients and cooking everything from scratch and the long, slow food cooking. The What is mm-hmm. your favorite type of French food when you go there? What is your go-to? Like, I can't wait to get to France to eat.
1: Oh, well, there's always always the cheese because cheese yeah. is bread. Jesus, do you know they have over 365 different kinds of cheese? One for
0: every day. One for every day of the year.
1: Absolutely. Oh. But my favorite meal, I was thinking about talking with you, and I was thinking about my very favorite meal in the south of France, and that is their seafood soup, seafood casserole, because that is a dish, you know. Eating food in France is super fun. And actually, I just thought of another one from a little north I might tell you about if we have time. But
0: uh, (laughs) there's a lot of seafood in Rhode Island. So what is it that's unique about the French seafood?
1: Well, the seafood, the cooking, the spices, the way of preparation that's so different. I mean, you know, let me tell you about the seafood soup first, because it's really a special deal to eat it. You know, you go to a restaurant and I was blessed where I went to a restaurant where he's like, So have you ever had this before? I'm like, no. And he taught me the whole way to eat it because they bring you a bowl, an empty bowl, and then they bring you a pitcher of soup that you can fill your bowl with twice. And then they bring you little hard bread and this like mayonnaise, mustard, garlicky mustard mayonnaise that you spread on the bread if you like for just as much as you want. And then you a little dish of cheese that you sprinkle on top of it. And so it's a, like a whole ceremony eating the
0: soup. It's like... <laughs> that sounds amazing. It sounds like, like an aioli sauce, like a garlic, yeah, aioli, yeah. like a creamy. Yes. Everything. I think of the sauces when I think of French food, the, you know, the the creamy sauces, the cheesy sauces, the tomato mm-hmm. base, like they, they do sauce up big.
1: Yes, they do. They really yeah. do. And so the other thing I was going to talk about so differences. So, like, we steam mussels, and that's pretty much all we do for mussels here. Like,
0: mm-hmm. dip them in it. butter, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. But they have yeah. what they call moulet frites, is their one of their big meals that they serve on the seacoast. And moule frites is mussels and fries. And they do that with either a cream sauce or a Roquefort sauce or wine sauce or probably about three or four other different kinds of sauces, but I am a big fan of the cream sauce. It's a, you know, so it's not just the muscle. You eat the muscle with the sauce. And so it's like a whole, you know, you die again and dive in. And it's like, it's a whole ceremony kind of thing. It's like, that sounds
0: really messy. Do they pick the muscles out of the shell? Are you using the shell to scoop the sauce with the muscle, kind of like an oyster where you slurp it? How do you?
1: That's a great question. And you know what? (laughs) I'm not sure how they all do it. But what I do is I take the mussels and I use the mussel shell to scoop up the sauce and I suck the mussel right out of the shell shell with the sauce.
0: So they serve it with the shells and it's all together in a dish. But then French fries, like you think of mussels with pasta, not potatoes. That's interesting, but it's french fries right <laughs> They're
1: in French, french fries, well yes which are actually belgian fries originally but that's oh, a whole other comfrey, thing but yes
0: comfrey. they
1: give you a little basket of, they give you a little basket of fries and then you know if you get through the muscles and you have sauce less you can use the fries to soak up the sauce and they give you bread too so you can use the bread to soak up the sauce as well so it's not like
0: a lot of bread how are french people so thin with all this cheese and bread and sauce <laughs>
1: Active, active yeah, very active. France is such an active culture, it is so active. There is, you know, they love activity, they just love it. I mean, you know, windsurfers came out here in the United States years and years and years ago, and there are not many people who windsurf here in the United States, but on the Mediterranean Sea, they got windsurfers galore. Like, they're they in the afternoons when the breeze is up, you will see numerous windsurfers out there. Like it's
0: crazy. Yeah. So we well, let's transition a little bit. We um we'll go over that windsurfing is a recreation and I've talked in the past a lot about water sports. I know you do the stand-up paddle boarding and we're we're going to talk about that in the experiences section, I think we we were planning mm-hmm. this podcast. So let's move into recreation and transcendence. I, I'm fascinated by this, and I cannot wait to do it.
1: So transcendence is an amazing modality. It's I say it's it's recreation and it's not recreation, both at the same time. it's exercise and it's not. it's meditation and it's not. Mm. it's it's all of the above. I have fellow transcendence facilitators that refer to this as medicinal movement because it connects. Connects body, mind, and spirit, and really helps people heal from things they don't even know. Sometimes that they have to heal from. I mean, it's even helped me in that way too.
0: Wow! So, and you can burn off the calories from eating all that French food. I'm <laughs> um, said, said like such an American woman, right? <laughs> Let's boil that down to what it really is. So that it sounds to me like yoga and aerobics. And meditation where you're present and you're present to yourself and and you're doing things together as a group. You do these live in person and online?
1: Yes, I do. I teach them on Zoom twice a month and I do in person as often as I can find places. I actually am planning that I have uh, four classes coming up in the town of North Kingston on the beach which is super fun
0: being and a mile me. from my house, which I've just found out about this morning. I'm signing up. I can't, so please come do those with me if you're local <laughs> and
1: I can't, <laughs> wait. I can't wait. That's cool. Yeah. Super fun. Anyhow. So it's a, it's a 10 stage dance process. It's, it does start. It is a med guided meditation in essence We and we start out slow. We start with setting intention and moving into a dance of spirit where we connect with breath and then into a dance of, stretch where it's those are the most yoga-like stuff it's Mm -hmm. it's really literally stretching your body as if you're coming into your body for the first time Mm -hmm. it's giving you the experience of like what it was like to come into your body as you were a baby coming into your body essentially that's what the meditation part of that is Mm -hmm. or that's the beginning meditation part i should say because really it entirely is a meditation then we move into the dance of self which is, you know, letting each body part guide you through the dance. And then from there, we move into a dance of shift, which is just how it sounds. It's kind of there's some release if you've got negative things to let go of. The music, of course, is usually more vibratory and a higher, it's like it moves like a bell curve. So it's up in the high range. And then we move into yeah. a dance of surrender, which is similar, like it's just okay, surrender yourself to the music. Mm. And beautiful thing about it is that it's, you know, to dance however you feel called to dance. There's Mm -hmm. not, it's not like you're following me and have to do specific moves. It's not like you even have to have a specific ability. I've actually led Transcend Dance for somebody who came to a class through Zoom and danced most of the class on her back, on the floor, with her fingers in her eyes, and she said it was an amazing experience, and she was really thrilled. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm a very, um, Uh, How do I put this? A self conscious dancer. So that is, I'll I'll admit that that experience is slightly intimidating. Although I think I'm at a stage in my life where I don't care as much. (laughs) I was I always considered myself an athlete, so I did figure skating, which is a dance when I was really young. But that was in a group and and a performance art. You know, that was as close as I ever got to dancing until. Mm Maybe, you know, doing aerobics in middle school where you're doing a lot of physical movements together. And everybody's doing the same thing though. This is like interpretive dancing, which is free. I don't know. That's I think that's um I Just think that's a practice body. that would push my boundaries. I love it. I'm going to do it. It would joyfully. Thank you for the invite.
1: <laughs> feel your body and feel what it's calling you to do. And then we move from our dance of surrender into a dance of synergy, which is the opportunity to be witnessed and to witness so it's like a mirror dance and then we move from that into a dance of serve which is calling love in and sending love out and then mm-hmm. to a dance of soothe which is essentially giving yourself a body wash it's really allowing yourself to just heal whatever unhealed pieces may feel left and then we go down to the ground to finish with the dance of stillness and so right.
0: Nice. All, again
1: all is a meditation and it's just the dance itself takes about an hour if you're coming to a class allow an hour and a half 15 minutes to give you the heads up and make some agreements and uh, and then 15 minutes to process if there's stuff you want to share or you would like to listen to other people share like yeah. what was the experience like and stuff like that but yeah. really it's a practice it's a spiritual practice that's what I find more than anything I try to uh, incorporate pieces of it every day and and yeah. And so sometimes it's only pieces that one needs if it's done with intention. One song and intention, and the, there you go. You've yeah. moved some energy, you shifted some energy. Yeah. Because our because you know what happens is that we have our our issues get stuck in our tissues. Like <laughs> we get yeah. blocked up and we don't even know. And I have found transcendence to be really freeing. So I yeah. didn't mean to cut you off either. So.
0: No, I was going to go in one direction, but I had an experience last night. I went to a performance at a local theater of the most well-known reggae band in the world, the Wailers, the legendary Wailers from Bob Marley and the Wailers. And, and that was a, you know, that is intentional music. That is the freedom song, the Rastafarian movement, the, um, you know, the the reggae culture is a community and one love and, you know, so that, you know, dancing in a theater in the dark as the audience is you're enjoying the music and you're feeling it. And that is community communal dance. This is you're dancing alone together. I imagine you're doing your own thing in your own space in your own head and being guided through it with others, which is cool. And I think what I was going to say before is that this, this is an extension of the work that you do as a life mastery consultant. This is part of it, right? This is the physical mind, body, spirit, kind of probably Mm. an entryway to the other things that you do. So talk a little bit about that.
1: So th- thank you for asking about that, because it's true as a life master consultant, my biggest desire is to help people really realize their dreams. And in order to do that, we sometimes come up against these blocks. And so the transcendence really is a great way to clear out some of the blocks. Mm. But things, Michelle, that I've discovered about myself is that aside from just, you know, the coaching that I do, I do, you know, we start, I, I won't take anybody for less than 90 days because I take people through programs that kind of get you from point A to point B. And so 90 days is the minimum. But what I've discovered is that I'm a really great transformational adventure leader. Like yes. I love doing adventures and and I'm really good at it. And so I've developed a retreat that I do in the south of France where I take people, for me, it's combining all my favorite things. I'm doing the transformational coaching. I teach for a week straight. You know, it's just tiny chunks at a time, about three or four hours. And then we do adventure the rest of the time. And I love giving it. the French culture, we do stand up paddling in the Mediterranean Sea. We do hiking in one of the most beautiful national parks in the South of France. And, Ugh. you know. It's what sounds I
0: love to do. Evan, this is for the record, we're transitioning to the experience section of the podcast. In case anyone was wondering, that sounds like an amazing experience. It's <laughs> it's all the things that you personally love that you've put together as a as a business offering, as a package that you you now take people on these adventures with you. Um,
1: mm-hmm. You
0: have one coming up in September and then you do another one in the spring. You, you do them twice a year, I think.
1: Yes, I do. I am. I am doing this next one. September is the 15th through the 22nd. It starts on a Friday night, goes through Friday. But that means travel time from here of the 14th to the 23rd, because, of course, have to get there. Yeah. If you want to get the full experience, you have to get there and back. And that takes an extra day. yeah. yeah. <laughs> You couldn't
0: do that around here for some of us that don't have the week off. But that's I, that's an immersive experience. You've got to commit to doing it, and you go there with the intention of um,
1: yeah.
0: mastering your life in a week and having a blast while doing it. it doesn't you know? Because you think about those retreats that are a lot of sitting and writing and contemplation. I imagine you can do a very powerful session, and then you're thinking about that session while you're hiking up these gorgeous mountains there's a lot of you know you're you're very actively meditating i love that
1: yes well and i do transcendence with them i mean there's both so it's all it's a very somatic experience and we do have the opportunity to really put into our bodies what we're feeding our minds with so it helps you get cellular memory of how to live your life that you would love because you're going through the experience at the same time mm-hmm. including going through fears i mean you know part of the, so it's you know i say come to france and do some stand up paddling and people are like but i've never done it before i'm like well that's okay because i teach you mm-hmm. and that's part of the experience and it's you know we all have fears and we have to live with fears and how do we deal with fears so i'm teaching you how to face them essentially and then you get to discover yourself in ways that you are far more powerful than you think you are you're far more capable than you think you are and you know you get to see france in a way that most people don't get to you know you're going along the coastline looking at these areas of france you're like and it's a different view it's a different perspective and you know yourself as somebody stronger than you thought yourself to be right so that's one of the things i love about it so much and as i i just came back from in june it was, so it was just a few weeks ago i just came back and you know while i'm there i'm like thinking about how i'm teaching the lessons and then how the lessons transfer from one to the other and they just interweave so beautifully and it's you know there's what i teach in the classroom if you will which is inside a villa i mean it's not like it's a horrible classroom it's a villa you've got Overlooking beautiful views in France, and
0: you're not in a conference room
1: sounds
0: amazing, it's, and so you you curate the whole thing from the lodging to the cuisine the the meals, the activities. um mm-hmm. I know you throw some surprises in there that you're gonna make me go on the trip to find out what they are, which I love because I really do <laughs> I got. I shared this with you. You know, I I never went to France in college, although I studied the language for 8 years. It was so long ago I've lost a lot of it because I didn't put it into practice. So it is on my bucket list. You you talked about a bucket list experience and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. That's your happiness moment, but um yeah, it's you know, it's definitely on my list. So people listening to the podcast Let's definitely plan a trip with uh, with Benjamin out to his and you call it the kickstart your dreams in France trip. If the, am i getting that right, that's the kickstarting.
1: Title. Kickstarting your dreams is the yes. Kickstarting yeah. your dreams is the name of the of the retreat because it is like that because. You make a design for your dreams and get tools for your dreams at the same time that you're actually living in your dreams, like mm-hmm. it all happens at once, and so, like I said, you create cellular memory for you that that helps it come true quicker. Mm-hmm. That's the true matter you know there are two ways to to cause real change in our lives, one of them is through constant repetition and you know consistent constant repetition the other is from an immersion experience and many people get the immersion immersive experience of something terrible happening in their lives but this is a way to take a, a proactive way to have something happen in your life you know people wait for divorce disease loss of a job but this is no i'm causing an immersive action in my life to cause a whole different result so yeah
0: do you get a lot of people at changes in career, changes in relation, like at, at that transition time where they don't have a clear direction, and this helps them guide guide through?
1: Yes, it absolutely does. It's perfect for somebody like that. It's perfect. Yeah. So like, I
0: was just talking to someone who's pushing off the decision to retire because they're not sure what they're going to do with all that time. If you think of like we think, oh, work, 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 save, 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 retire, go do the things. And this person was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep working. <laughs> so it was like, well, I think
1: because, is- yeah, what, because the truth is we retire and then we are still going to be doing something with our lives. It's, you know, what would we right. like to create? What kind of creativity do we want to express?
0: Right. Express
1: That's a big deal for many people. I mean, there are many people who work at years in jobs that they hate, you know, and and yet that's the creative expression that they're putting forth in the world. But, you know, Jim Carrey talks about, I love this story. He talks about his dad. He said, you know, when I was 17, my dad got fired. He he was somebody who very easily could have been, been a comedian. And yet he was working in a job doing finances. And after 17 years of doing this job as a financier, he got fired. And so what he learned from that is somebody can be fired from a job they hate. <laughs> So why not do something that you love? So really what I want to encourage people to do is find the thing that they love and do that. And the truth is, the more we do that, the more of us that do that, the more peace there will be in the world. Because the truth is, there's never been a time where it's been so important for people to really show up as who they are and who they would love to be.
0: Yeah. And I think that is who they were meant to be and why they're here, right? If we talk spiritual purpose, that's like, why am I here? I'm here to do the things that I love. Could it be that simple? Yes, it could. That's what that's. Yeah. And you've done that. You're a perfect living example of that, Benjamin. So I love that. I'm going to take a break here and we're going to introduce our sponsor for this episode. The sponsor for today's episode is Beneficent Banquets. Let's break that down. Beneficent means generous or doing good. Banquet is an elaborate and formal meal for many people. Beneficent Banquet is a a quarterly fundraising series that enables the Kingston Congregational Church, where I attend, to put on community meals for people in the community who might need food or they might need company, they might need something uplifting. It's a great way for the church to reach out to the community and, and provide kind of an extravagant welcome on behalf of the church, but the money has to come from somewhere for those. So we came up with the concept of the Beneficent Banquet. And what it is, we work with a local chef to create a dinner where 12 people come together Learn how to cook, maybe learn some new techniques, something they've never made before. Definitely it's a fun night of being with friends and meeting new people. And then they sit down together and eat the meal that they just cooked and they share that meal and conversation. And it's, and they know they're all have this in common that they are doing a really good thing for the community. We have done two of them. We did an Indonesian menu in 2021, and that led to a Friendsgiving dinner for almost 120 people for free. And then the second one was in the spring, and we, we worked with a local chef from a golf course to create a Mediterranean menu, which was so fresh and delicious. And now the next two are going to be coastal New England and we're going to keep doing them with different chefs. We have a chef from the Coastal Cabin in Narragansett, Rhode Island, and we we have Chef Jack from Captain Jack's in the fall. He's over in Matunuck, Rhode Island. So we're really drawing on some local favorites to come in and create a really neat experience. So I tell you this because some of you are in this area, and you might be interested in joining us for an upcoming beneficent banquet, but others might not be nearby, and and there might be interested in doing good in the community. And I am more than happy to share kind of the model that we've created for this. We're really proud of it. And we are, have fed over 100 people in our community, actually over 220 people as of last night and growing. So definitely check out kingkongchurch.org for the next banquet or free community dinner on the calendar. And uh, let me know if you want to come. Thank you for being our sponsor tonight, Beneficent Banquets. And we're back from our sponsorship moment. Thank you. Uh, We're here with Benjamin Blackett from A Creative Healing Place. And this is the last category, which I'm always sad about wrapping up with a a lovely guest like yourself. I, I could talk to you forever, but let's spend a little bit of time talking about your happiness moment or your happiness story that you want to share with our audience today.
1: So a happiness story I would love to share with you is about the very first time I went paragliding, which means that means I've done it more than once now.
0: (laughs) It kind of ruins the story, right?
1: (laughs) Well, it's just, I mean, I have to say so just because, you know, no, not to ruin the story, but just because I say the first time, it's just... Like, oh, there, there's, there was a first time and that means there's more. Yes. Because yes. the story is about how much we have to encounter. Like fear is going to be a player in our life, you know? And, yes. and I teach these principles and teach people how to walk through fear. And I'll tell you what, I had this dream that for me, you said we were talking about bucket list. And I was like, yeah, I'll put that on a bucket list that I go paragliding sometime. But I had that way out there yeah it wasn't really yeah. gonna happen i was like yeah that sounds nice sometime but then i got a challenge like let's let's do it and i said i admitted to a room full of people i said by the time i get back to this room next year i will have paraglided in the south of france that's the only time i said it because then i got shot through with like terror i was like what did i just commit to doing
0: (laughs) in your line of work you there's a level of trust and accountability if you're saying it out loud you've got to put put your uh, actions behind it yeah that's brave
1: yeah and so you know and so i get all the way to france and i hadn't told anybody except one person who was like you know, I might do this paragliding thing while I'm there just in case I don't like come back or something.
0: <laughs> oh, the Safety, like just in case I don't come back means I'm going to die doing this thing. So I better tell someone.
1: There's right. I was, I was that yeah. terrified.
0: Wow. You know? oh, yeah. Yep.
1: And so I made myself an appointment. I paid for it ahead of time. I, the day I'm supposed to do it, I'm leaving from my hotel. It's about an hour drive to where I'm gonna do it. And every five minutes or so I'm like hyperventilating. I'm like, I'm like, okay, talk yourself, just breathe.
0: <laughs> For you right now, thinking about it. That is that is um not something that everybody does. It's like jumping out of a plane or even parasailing. My husband and I did that. And that was there was a moment up at the top where we're like, how you doing? I'm terrified beyond rational right now. This is so scary. <laughs> but we did it. And, but that is, that's taking it up another level. It's, uh tell me, tell me about, so you're driving there. You're anxious the whole time you're driving there, probably trying to talk yourself out of it.
1: <laughs> I was. And then my brain like, no, just keep driving. Just keep driving. I drive to the wrong address. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? I call the people. I'm like, I don't think I'm with you. They're like, where are you? And he says, no, go back here. I go back there. I'm like, where I think he's telling me to go. I'm like, I call him back. I'm like, eh. he's like, he gets somebody to come get me, which I'm like, so I put the calls in twice. I'm like, I can't even believe I did that. And they take me to where they're, what they call l'atterrissage, which is where this is in South of France, right? And I'm watching people land on this field in front of me. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I could do that. Part. Like they're really smart they make you watch people like see you can land it's okay and
0: then right
1: but then I'm also looking at them way up there on the top of the mountain jumping off and I'm like, I don't know if I can do
0: that <laughs> off a mountain which is something that you are told repeatedly throughout life not to do <laughs> and there, right. like, signed up and paid to do this thing Wow.
1: And so, you know, the, the car, so after a while, the this guy who owns the company says, okay, into the Jeep. And, you know, he piles a bunch of parachutes on top of this Isuzu Jeep and about eight of his into the Jeep and we head up the mountain on this one lane road and, you know, three quarters of the way there, it turns into dirt and we're bouncing around. I'm like, what am I doing? And this, everybody's speaking French, which I can speak, but English is my mother tongue. So all my fear is going on in English. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe if I talk to the guy next to me, I'm like, so I don't even know who my co pilot because you go tandem. I don't know who my co pilot is. He's like, it's me. I'm like, oh, and that's all he says. I'm like, that didn't help. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they didn't do a bonding on that trip he was probably just yeah. terrified yeah. so we get
1: to the top of the mountain and you know we're down on one side straight down it's just a drop off the side of the road and oh. then on the other side there's a you know a, a, a runway that's that's a steep runway it's like you know almost 45 degrees or so and and it's not that long it's probably the length of I'm trying to think of what's a good
0: a driveway, a couple of driveways, <laughs> yeah, driveways, you
1: know, probably like, I'd say the length of maybe three houses together, you know?
0: Okay. All right. So, yeah. If
1: you put three ranch houses together, maybe tops. Maybe two, I don't know, two or three. (laughs) Anyhow, it's a really steep incline. And, you know, he lays out the parachute. He buckles me into my harness. He buckles himself into a harness and me to him. And then he says, okay, he gives me the instructions. Okay, so when he says, when I give you the word go, you're going to take three steps forward really fast. And we're going to have the parachute fill up behind us. And then you're going to stop so that it's all the way up. And then I'm going to tell you run and you run as fast as you can leaning downhill, and you do not lean back, you do not sit, you keep your feet going till we're off the ground. And I tell you to stop running. And I'm like, okay. Is this where
0: you get to the happy part? Because none of that sounds happy at all. <laughs> it sounds
1: <terrible. laughs> all right. Well, no, because then it's even worse. Because then he says, Okay, now we have to wait. I'm like, What do you mean we have to wait? He's like, Well, we may be too heavy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs>
0: and simple calculation you couldn't have done at the bottom of the mountain
1: i'm like i'm like why am i here why am i doing this why would i risk my life like this what am i doing putting my life on the line like this and you know he makes me wait for 12 and a half minutes i know because i had a gopro camera that i went back and looked at it on it was at the time 12 and a half minutes i'm like okay, that was a long 12 and a half minutes but the thing is is i run down the mountain I do what he you know he says okay go and I'm like okay I do and then I run as fast as I can but as soon as we're off the air and we're strapped in and up I'm like oh my gosh this is the most amazing thing in the world like because you're you are flying
0: dead. you're a bird right that's the dream
1: there's nothing but you and the wind and you don't even hear the wind because you're riding the wind like yeah. it's
0: yeah and you're
1: just like and the whole landscape out in front of you it's amazing
0: yeah you're in the mountains of france near the coast so you've got water you've got farmland you've got mountains
1: actually that time i was inland a bit but i was you know it was 60 miles to avignon and you could see avignon from where i was and that was like that's like that was crazy like over mountains and fields and stuff, like yeah. You know, he took us way up above, so I could look back down at the field down below, the mountain one down one side, mountain on the other side. Like, it was crazy.
0: Beautiful. And so,
1: the thing is, the most important lesson out of that is, you know, remember the question I had is, why would I put my life on the line doing this? Because our life is on the line anyhow. Why would I not? And this is how I want people to feel about their dreams. Like, why would I not put my life on the line for us?
0: yeah you know? it is that's a perfect happy ending story and you did land in the field like those other people and you're here to talk about it and, and now and you're having experiences doing that and <laughs> it's like, it's gonna be i, I it. might put
1: in part of one of my retreats yeah huge
0: yeah for the really great ones I might not tell people about it until you get there it <laughs> might be like yeah, no, <laughs> I <don't know."
1: laughs> well I tell you the second time I went paragliding was even more amazing because you know uh, you, knew you could do
0: away, it but... left all the fear well I mean my my family and I have been hiking the 4 thousand foot summit Peaks in north New Hampshire and um you know, it's like climbing stairs for three and a half hours to get to the top. But then once you're up there, the view is spectacular and you just feel at peace and so accomplished and you catch your breath, but then you got to walk back down. It's like, well, paragliding would, if you think about it, would be a lot easier (laughs) just jump, jump off the mountain and float. But um, yeah, Yeah. that's, that is, yeah, you got to find those, (laughs) those places, those experiences that just push you just beyond your limits and that there's joy there. It's like expanding your, your personal boundaries is, is, you know, there's a great satisfaction and mm-hmm. that is a happy, happy moment. Okay. How do people find you if they would like to do one of these things with you that we've been talking about?
1: So that's a great question. So I do have a website. My website is com. Okay. Healingplace.com, all one word. And if you are interested in transcendence, the there's a transcendence schedule in there and under the events tab. And actually I do vision workshops from time to time to help people have the opportunity to get to see about how the thinking practices are that I work with. And I list those there. Those are usually free.
0: Those are great. And, I've did those. I love I love that type of exercise and you do it well.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's super fun for me. And then uh, I believe, uh, so I've just been working with a web designer. There's been a video there talking about my retreat for quite some time. But I'm like, okay, we need to make that a separate page so people can find it easily.
0: (laughs) Uh, Websites. Yes, yes. All right. Well, by the time the podcast comes out in a couple of weeks, that'll be up and running, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, they can just email you. So very good. Yeah. Benjamin. thank you which for being is, on today.
1: Which is Benjamin at a creative healing place.com That's my email for the business. And um you can also I do morning mindset book studies on my page and or in my group, anyhow, all that stuff. So
0: you put out a lot of great content. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thanks for being on today. You made this content from for my podcast very lovely and I appreciate that. And it's we're here with Benjamin Blackett from A Creative Healing Place. That's a wrap on Get Fresh with Michelle Girasoli Thanks for being here. Thank you, Michelle. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed the Get Fresh podcast. If you liked it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please find us online at freshrebellion.com. You can get our links to social media there. Join our Facebook group, Fresh From Rhode Island. And find me on Instagram, SassyMichelleG, and Twitter, SassyMichelle. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.